Good morning everybody and uh, this is Shay Cormack bringing you a new episode of uh, Synchronize Your Dogmas. I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about truth and about um, hate speech and fear. This might be a little bit more of a rant than than a philosophical discussion uh, but I'll start you off with a story. About a year ago I was having a discussion with a lovely gentleman sorry about that road noise he was a he is a practicing Catholic and we were discussing a number of topics during the discussion um, he expressed the fact that he was uh, that he condemned uh, the abuses by Catholic priests of children in the past and he also expressed his support for gay marriage so we were having a robust discussion about some, you know, sensitive topics. At one point, um, a young person approached us and told us that we were um, creating an unsafe space and they felt unsafe. And I can't remember exactly now at this point of whether they uh, actually used the term that we were homophobic. I had to try and explain to this young person um, that if they'd actually heard the our conversation in more than just maybe a few words or, or in passing that we were in support of uh, homosexual people like for myself personally I don't have a problem with homosexual people um, and I honest and I condemn hom- uh, pedophilia as well so this person had only just heard a few fragments of our conversation but the topic in particular for this person was the fact that we were speaking about uh, anything to do with uh, gay rights or gay marriage just the very fact that two white heterosexual men were talking about that topic was enough for them to come over and confront us um, with the fact that we were making the space unsafe it was really weird and but it's a uh, emblematic symptomatic of the current climate um, probably in most western countries right now but particularly um, in New Zealand where I'm from where I live Um, and another example uh, that I'd like to talk to you about is just recently um, I've been learning a little bit more about the history of our country in particular um, the colonization of New Zealand um, roughly 180 years ago to 200 years ago and it's a history fraught with um, misdeeds and um, you know to, the honest truth is that people on both sides uh, both the native population of New Zealand the Maori and the Pakeha the uh, European uh, colonists uh, made a lot of mistakes uh, during this that transition period and there was a, you know, a lot of people uh, lost out and were done you know were ripped off, um, mistreated, killed. There was, there was a lot of violence, a lot of greed, and it wasn't a great, a great period in history. Um, but I've noticed just over the last week or so, sometimes I'm discussing uh, the contents of the book, um, discussing the history of New Zealand, and I find myself falling into conversations with people where um, they disagree with me. Uh, all I'm doing is talking about the actual history of our country and I believe it's because they're so ill-informed 
about the history of New Zealand that they fall into the tropes, the easy and lazy tropes uh, that are constantly um, reinforced through popular culture and through the media that uh, white people, you know, it basically boils down to white people are bad. They stole, destroyed, enslaved, um, victimized anyone not white. And so um, it's really shocking uh, to have to just clear up some of their misconceptions. Someone honestly said to me that uh, the Europeans took the natives of New Zealand as uh, slaves. And, you know, this is 170 years ago. The English had outlawed slavery around 1800 um, before they, you know, that's like 40 years before um, they colonized New Zealand officially. Um, and of course, you know, some Maori people were kidnapped and there were definitely some misdeeds, but there wasn't a slave trade uh, in the Maori population of New Zealand. And so it's, um, so for one thing, you know, people are, are ignorant about a lot of topics and so their, their opinions are easily swayed, uh, like I said, by popular culture and media into false narratives uh, that oversimplify um, and vilify uh, certain groups. But not only did I notice that, you know, it was just hard having a conversation with people because they were ill-informed, but I had a distinct sense of fear. And I started looking over my shoulder and I'd look around to see who was within earshot because it felt like um, at any minute someone was going to overhear my conversation and label me as a racist because I was talking a just literally for talking about the topic that's almost enough to be uh, problematic is even talking about a topic uh, let alone digging into the nuance and getting beyond this the idea that these people were good and these people were bad if you if you bring up any kind of discussion that involves you know well these people did some good things and some bad things and these other people did some good things and some bad things I mean now you're getting into dangerous territory especially if you've got any kind of um, critique for the native population or the non-white population uh, you're already getting into territory we can easily be labeled a racist and it's really uh, scary because I know that genuinely there is things that people could do to me um, that would be really detrimental um, to me and my family if they were to start you know putting me on blast on social media or finding out who I work for and like petitioning my employer to to censure me or uh, fire me for my um, for my views and so uh, that the kind of left the extreme left has like built up this fear uh, in people because they literally have doxxed people and had people fired uh, for simple, honest, and true uh, views of the world. And, and it's, uh, it's, it is honestly scary to me to have to think that I have to be careful about who I talk to about the truth. I have to be careful about who overhears me uh, talk about the truth. It's it's a really sad situation uh, that we're in, that just discussing um, what are, yes, sensitive topics has become so fraught with danger um, 
that people steer clear of them, which makes everyone even less informed because how are you going to learn about a topic if someone doesn't talk to you about it? How are you going to challenge your preconceptions or um, develop a nuance in the way you think about a topic if you can't have a discussion about it with somebody else? Um, so I just um, saddens me for this loss of um, conversation around these topics, the loss of um, knowledge around a lot of these topics. And um, on a side note, it also it angers me the misrepresentation of so many um, discussions around race um, and around religion and around sexuality the misrepresentation by popular culture and by the media of these topics is reprehensible and you know it's one thing for an adult to have to be careful about the conversations they have and who they have them with but it's another for this constant um, bathing in misinformation that comes from uh, the media and, and popular culture and it's uh, sickens me that that's what children these days are put putting up with this is the kind of stuff that they're being exposed to in the classroom um, in books you know I um, on a little side note rant I found a children's ABCD book um, a very small you know thick card pages the kind of book you'd read to us a very small children child for them to learn about the alphabet and you can only I'll leave it to your imagination. Um, you can only imagine what the letter T stand for. Um, but I'll tell you what Z stands for. Zapatitas. Now, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, but even from my vague knowledge of history, I'm pretty sure they were violent revolutionaries. That's what Z stands for. Um, there's some uh, crazy times that we're living in. So uh, thank you very much if you managed to listen to the very end of this and uh, I en enjoy making these podcasts and if you'd like to call in and um, comment or question me, uh, go for it.